0: Welcome to the Hungarian International, the Hungarian football podcast. I think it's going to be a bit of a miserable one today because Hungary have just lost to Andorra. Uh, We also lost to Russia in kind of catastrophic and bleak fashion the week before. We've got David Asboth on the show. Welcome to the show, David. Hey, Tom. And at the end, we've got an interview with the Andoran captain, Ildefon Lima, and we'll play that right at the end. Um, David, then, uh, we'll go for you first. Uh, what was your
1: take on the match? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> um, I guess it's nice that I was part of history. I mean, that's that's a positive way of looking at it. It's it's definitely something I won't forget. Um I've I've been trying to rack my brains whether whether this game was worse than the 2006 game when we lost to Malta. Um, and I'm still undecided because I actually had uh, more hopes for this game than I did the Malta game. So d- even though this is definitely our worst defeat in, in football history, I think uh, I think the Malta game was worse um, personally anyway. So, you know, there is that every cloud. Right.
0: Was that two? I think it was two nil, wasn't it? That, 2-1. Oh, was it 2-1? And yeah, and no, I looked it up.
1: Yeah, Mifsud and... Uh, oh, I think... Or did Shembri score both? Yeah, Shembri scored, oh, scored both, actually. Because yeah. I looked it up. Because I remember Vontag getting sent off in the first half. I suppose
0: um, that with that, though, I mean, they've got two players that we've actually heard of in their team.
1: Well, I don't know if that makes it better or worse, to be honest.
0: Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> I can remember Mifsud scored two against United once. So, that I mean, at least he's got some kind of pedigree about him. And uh, and Schembrie was... Like decent at Friday, so uh,
1: but then again we had a really pretty good hungry team i mean kirai Uhas, vonzak leandro dardo Gero Sobic, Husti, and torgale all started the game i mean that's a good team
0: yeah yeah it's, it's not quite <laughs> I mean, watching them and, uh, uh, martin apple is it
1: <laughs> well exactly and watching them lose to malta i think was was quite a shock
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think with this so for me it just feels like i mean Malta kind of get a shock result every now and again, but Andorra just don't. I mean, I mean to be fair, they're on four points in the group, but that's only because they're due to Faroe Islands, and the Islands are another minnow themselves. They haven't won a game for 13 years. I know that's kind of a famous stat now, but that's just ridiculous. I mean, a competitive game, sorry. They actually beat San Marino. They're actually unbeaten in three games now, which is, which kind of makes our record of our last four games. We haven't scored a goal kind of laughable, really. Um, it just it drives me mad. I mean, what do you think to Stork's um, Stork's lineup in the
1: game? Well, I mean, first of all, I think I think it is um, we, it's really sobering that now uh, I, I think maybe we have to accept that every game we go into, we have to play as if we could potentially lose, and may, maybe it is a, a sort of arrogance in in some of our players or or even the fans. Maybe that sort of hurt us as well because we thought well we had a terrible game against russia but doesn't matter because we can put any old starting 11 out against andorra and um and expect to beat them three or four nil and that's just not the case um so i think one of the biggest things that highlights is that we just don't have a strength in depth i mean we don't have any depth in the team if you look at you replace half our normal starting 11 i mean the starting 11 uh, against andorra i don't think any of them Started a game in against the Euro, in in the Euros, thinking maybe Kleinheisler, Long, Jujak, okay, but still not a lot, you know, like Nodge, okay, yeah. but, Nodge but it, it's not the same team, anyway exactly, and you can't say, you know, I know the Euros were a year ago, which is which is quite shocking, but it's not the same team, and we just don't it feels like have a players again. coming up. It, I mean, like, it really does. Like it really it feels Heid. like a different
0: country. Yeah, exactly. Like you look to Kleinheisler, Kleinheisler was on top of the world. He just signed for Werder Bremen. Um, he had Jujak who didn't come off the greatest year, but he was playing in a competitive league. You think to Long, who's just signed for Dion in in Liga, and they've all come off bad seasons. Nodge is a bit different because he's had a good season, but he's been injured for about three months and not playing the game of football. So, even the players you mentioned that have, have you actually played in the Euros, none of them are in form at all. Is it like you said? Like I just said, it's like a different country. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's. I just, like I said on Twitter, I think we just have to put an end to to a fantasy that just because players play well in our league that they'll actually play well internationally, and that's that's a really sad state of affairs for Hungarian football. But I mean, we do have to rely on our players that are, play abroad, um, but we don't have enough of them. So the moment we start getting people injured or pulling out for various reasons, then um, we just we just can't seem to backfill that team from from our own league, which is um, I think which is probably the bigger problem we need to address.
0: Yeah, and and obviously I was being a bit facetious and probably a little bit disrespectful to Andorra earlier, really, but I I mean I don't want to bury my, play my own, tri- own trumpet either, but I kind of called this result because Andorra to to give them credit got a draw against Faroe Islands where they actually did better team and they had the better chances. Um, they beat San Marino a couple of weeks ago two 0 They've been together as a group for a while now. They've got experienced players like Ildefon Lima, leaders on the pitch, which Hungary lacked in that game. Hungary had a scratch team barely any of them have played together we had bench tort who was um, who that was making his debut we had martin apple making his competitive debut we, we none of our players really knew like how to link with each other because it's kind of such a weird weird team like vinicius is playing again i mean the the, the vinicius is a good player but i'm just i'm just trying to t- t- say that we're just like chucking these random players in and some of them aren't good enough, like Martin Apple. I don't think he'll ever be good enough to play for the national team, and that is kind of the difference. Where stork is taking this arrogance into the game and just thinking, "Oh, we're going to roll over Andorra." It's a cliche. There's no easy games in international football, and I think it's it's genuinely right these days. Faroe Islands beat Greece two times in the last qualification. Andorra have got a result over us, and Andorra drew to Faroe Islands. Everyone's getting results these days. You can't just walk into a game thinking that you're going to win it. And it's unforgivable in my mind that you would not call up Marco Futac, who has experience of playing in decent leagues. Top scorer in Croatia, not to even bring him in the squad is unforgivable when you have only one striker in there. Norbi Ballo is maybe a striker, but he hasn't played there at all this season for Palermo. You're bringing him on for the last half an hour and sticking him up front and just pinging long balls up to him, which is never has never been his game. You've got Nemanja Nikolic, who scores on Saturday, penalty granted. But he's a goal scorer and knows how to score. Maybe he hasn't been at his best for Hungary. But you've got to have a plan B. We had, well, uh, apparently we had a plan B last night, uh, on Friday night. It was just chucking the ball up, up front. It, it drives me mad how he's not called up his best team. Guzmich as well. He's playing in China. Just call him up. Akos Alek playing in Kazakhstan. Call him up. They're experienced heads who know how to play international football. I know maybe he play played it. Your newcomers against Russia, but you don't do it. You don't risk it in in qualification. And also, doing risking these games where you just thrown away a friendly just to lose, bad for coefficient rating. Which I know nerds uh, is kind of a nerdy stat, but it's important. We are third. We are the third ranked team in this group. We're going to be the fourth ranked team in the next group i mean i haven't checked the stats but i imagine we'll be the fourth ranked team in the next group so it means we're gonna get gonna get a harder group for the next qualification which is three qualify i mean we've just built we just completely thrown this upon ourselves and i don't it's, and it's all gonna to fall to sort because fair enough the players aren't good enough but when you don't call up your best squad then the, the questions are going to come straight back to you as the manager david for you do you think stalk should go now or i mean that's kind of a, a big question he got us to the euros we perform well at the euros but 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 is this unforgivable is this is this untenable now his position
1: well, um, I think you, you've said plenty of things that we've all been thinking for the last couple of days. Um, first of all, I'd like to highlight that you calling the Andorra game is only because you've watched Hungarian football for so long that you're just <laughs> as pessimistic <laughs> as the rest of us. <laughs> so expecting us to do badly in games that we shouldn't be is uh, is not that much of a, a, a skill these days, I'm afraid, <laughs> I, I have to say. Um, yeah, I mean, w- one thing that I thought was baffling, and I, I can't remember now whether it was... Prishkin himself or Stork who decided not to to call him up and I know it's one player you're not going to change the world but I just thought that was a bizarre thing I mean the reasoning was that he's just joined Ferencváros and they have a European qualifier but it's in 3 weeks and I'm sorry they're going to play something like the cup winners of Kazakhstan I mean it, it, why can't he prepare for that for, in 3 weeks and also play a game against Andorra Do you know what I mean I thought that was a strange one um, like you say there were plenty of call-ups and and team choices that that were questionable and yes in the past they've they've come off you know we all remember Kleinheisler and uh, and Prishkin being selected in the Norway games and both raised our eyebrows but they both paid off but you know what if those were just flukes and actually he Stork is just riding his luck um, there is that um, I think I, cu- I could see a manager playing exactly the same team that Stork did on Friday and still getting us the win. I think there was a mentality issue. I think I can imagine like Dardai giving a halftime talk and riling them up so much that they would have gone out and scored five just because they were scared. You know, I think there, there are plenty of um, plenty of aspects of it that point to Stork and I, and I think the butt has to stop at him. I mean, there are some players from the Andorra game that should probably not get a cap again. But overall, I think, um, I think it has to stop with Stork because um I really don't see how it, this isn't this isn't down to him it's just inexcusable I mean and honestly I don't mean disrespect to Andorra and I think they did really well but you just have to win that game
0: I mean yeah like you do have to win that game they 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 no offense to them like I said earlier they lose to everyone but for, for us to turn up and just expect to win isn't good enough and and you could tell that we we had so much more in us because the first 10, 15 minutes in the second half we were actually all right. We kind of played the ball around quite fast, but the problem was we didn't really create anything, did we? I mean, Jujak was kind of playing like like Messi has done this season. No, I'm not saying I'm not comparing it to Messi. This is a um a pointer, but um you know like Jujak was coming so deep, he was always picking the ball off the centre halves and playing like long balls and stuff. I was still, I was thinking, what is going on
1: here? I, mean, I i think that was him actually trying to take the lead and, and i actually feel a bit sorry for him and we, you know we we're talking about his um his interview afterwards where, where he started crying and i think i think this genuinely meant a lot to him because he he was there and he he was je- desperately trying to rather the team up and, and try and get it done but you know he's only one player and if 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 the instructions don't come from the manager to play the ball around be patient you know play your football like we did against iceland when we were losing in the euros as somebody pointed out on twitter you know we had plenty of time to catch up and score a couple of goals but i mean the fact that we started pumping in long balls after 60 minutes is just to me that's insane
0: yeah for sure and i wasn't having a go at you jack actually i was kind of almost emphasizing that point that he, he was having to take it upon himself because no one else was doing anything he was having to come deep and try and create something from deep because no one else has taken any responsibility i mean i think back to that time in the second half where he he cut in on the from the left onto the right and a lot of people call him greedy and, uh, and say he shoots too much which i guess is a bit of a fair criticism but he takes it upon himself to be that provider to be that guy who's going to create something out of nothing when no one one else was going to do it exactly Exactly. yeah yeah. who who
1: was going to do it all kleinheisler did was fight i mean he didn't he didn't have a great game at all apple was invisible um you tried a few things but and but then it's just nobody else so who else is going to do it
0: yeah and i i thought dominic nodge got a bit of a kick in on twitter but i thought he did okay actually when he came on i mean he actually beat a man and sometimes played a nice pass and stuff but there's just, I mean, Eppel is just dreadful. Everything that came into him, I mean, Lima and the other centre half alongside him, I can't remember his name, but they absolutely bullied him all night. And I remember there was that ball in the first half. I think Jucic or maybe Stevan played it, and it went over the over the defence and it bounced once. And Eppel was trying to get himself into into like position himself to time and flick it past the keeper. And he completely missed the ball. It went straight through to the keeper. I was thinking any one of our strikers who we've had down the years, I mean, I'm even thinking of Rudolf, Shabic, Futach, Torgelle, yeah, yeah, Prishkin, anyone would have just flicked that in, Zolai, obviously, he was missing through injury, it, and, and oh, I think, like you said earlier, we're kind of miss it, missing a few players, and it shows our lack of depth, really, at left back, we've got an 18-year-old making his debut, because Kodar, kohut and Hongya are all injured, um, so, I guess, there's, you can't really fault Stock for that but then there's other players like are playing centre mid Adam Nodge. we're kind of having to rely on a half fit Adam Nodge because we've got no one else we've got Martin Apple up front which is which is silly because we've got other players actually available oh it's 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 insanely frustrating and yeah I know, I know, I know the group was already over anyway but yeah,
1: I was ridiculous. thinking about this actually and, and I think I actually think the group was over when we didn't beat the Pharaohs in the first round. Yeah. I know it's, it's clever to say that after the fact but, but then I thought, you know, what's going on? Like that, uh, even a year ago we were grinding out those results. I mean, it, you, do you remember that time when we were down against them and Buddha had to come on and rescue yeah. us? I mean, that, you know, it doesn't matter. Afterwards we got the three points and we didn't care. We just moved on to the next game and that's how it's always been. I mean, I remember, you know, any away game In just well, almost any away game, you think, you know, we're going to struggle to win it. And then you go travel somewhere like Macedonia or Albania or some country that actually, you know, is our level or possibly even has players that are better than ours. And you just think, you know, anytime we can grind out a result, it's great. And then you don't care. You know, you forget about it um so even even like a year ago we were grinding out the results against the pharaohs um and now we couldn't do it and, and i think that was maybe telling and, and should have been a sign
0: yeah and even under dada as well the same thing happened we 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 ground out a result against pharaoh islands away we were awful that day and, and Zali kind of just saved us with a with a fluky scrappy typical Zali goal
1: yeah um, but he did that's the thing right that's the difference so we didn't have him to save us this time we didn't have anyone to do it
0: yeah we we, we were bringing on a a 20-year-old striker who, who's been playing on the left wing in a depleted Palermo side all season as our kind of saviour when we have... Sorry to bang this drum, but we have Nikolic, who's the top scorer in the MLS, just just sitting there waiting. I mean, what do you think he thinks? If he, I wonder... I, I can imagine he watched the game. What do you think he's thinking back at home?
1: Uh, I, I'd, I'd love a, a penny for his thoughts. I mean, he, I think he doesn't fit into the way we currently play. And, I, and I've said this before, I I think just this system that we have, he, it's not him, you know, he's a poacher, he he wants to score goals. He doesn't hold up three men like salai or, or Prishkin or Buddha. Um. So I think at that point he might understand, I don't know if that's the kind of thing that Stork's been relaying to him or whether it's just been the, the you know, the distance that he's said recently that is, is the reason for not calling him up. But, yeah, I, ju- I just think we could come up with a system and, and I think whoever the next manager is, whether Stork tries it or somebody else, uh, you have to try and try a new system, play two up front and, and just play to our strengths. I mean, we don't have many players that play in top clubs that, that play so well that are kind of internationally even a little bit recognized. So you've got to play to their strengths and build the team around them and not not, not be so pigheaded about, about not picking certain players. I think we can't afford that luxury right no
0: not not at all not at all um so we've got four games left in the group we've got everyone left to play obviously apart from door because we've played them twice we've got latvia at home we've got Faroe Islands at home and then we've got switzerland away and portugal at home how do you see them four games going i mean I know it's quite a way off. I think the next game is at the end of August. That is 31st of August at home to Latvia. How do you see that going? How do you think the lads will pick themselves up? Do you you think they'll come out firing against Latvia?
1: Well, I mean, the big question is who's going to be in charge of the team on the 31st of August, or if we play friendly before that, then then before that. Because, I mean, it's easy for us to say, you know, get rid of Stork, he's responsible. But then where do you go from there? I mean, we don't have a history of having great managers and our foreign imports up before Storch hadn't been great. And So I think that's the biggest question we need to answer. Not that I have the answer to it. Um,
0: but Thomas you do just think
1: like... Thomas Doll. Sorry? Thomas Doll. <laughs> <laughs> Drake-Neal, shout them into submission. Is that a no? Well, I don't know. I mean, he can't sign any Germans in the team, so how's he going to do it? <laughs> that's true,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Willie Orban has got some... Uh, hungarian blood in him oh, that's Arbol a good point so maybe,
1: maybe that, that could be yeah that yeah. could be his uh his negotiating chip yeah yeah I, I i just sadly i don't think there is a hungarian manager that could come in and, and take over apart from Dati obviously but he 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 won't uh, that guy's not, doing quite well right
0: at Pushkash academy at the
1: moment <laughs> oh dear has it come to that <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, in terms of the games, I think I think it, it really depends on who we're going to have in charge. I think we need someone who understands. But, but this thing, isn't it? Like, we need someone who understands what it means to put on the the national team kit and go out and play the game. So that means we want a Hungarian in charge. But then we're back to the dilemma of which Hungarian manager is up to the task. And the answer is, I'm afraid, none of them, apart from Dad. They, but again, he, he's he's unlikely to step in at this point. So. So what do we do? I mean, I I just want someone who's a motivator. You know, like, we don't need tactical innovations. We need someone who can actually get the best out of the limited pool of players that we have. And and maybe, uh, I think, these games have shown that that's probably not Stork.
0: Yeah, and I think with Stork, there's there's a lot you'd lose with sacking him. I mean, I'm in no way happy with, with the result, and I'm no way happy with how the qualification's gone so far. But he's brought in a lot of innovative... Training methods. He 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 takes a lot of interest in our grassroots, in our youth players. Obviously, maybe a bit too much in our youth players because we would, we've got a squad full of youth players. But he he's brought so much with him that is developing Hungarian football and continuing to develop Hungarian football. If you lose Stork, do you lose that kind of everything that he's brought with him? In,
1: well, that's a good question, I mean, because it, he was he was always a long-term appointment, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, and he With was With the view in, of developing the youth. Exactly, and he was brought in initially because as a, um, almost as a director of football, he was, he was like the director of youth football. He was the under-20 manager in the World Cup, he was the under-21 manager as well. I mean, he, he's not just a head coach, he's kind of like the all-in-one package really i mean he's not the all in one package is like sir alex ferguson where we're winning everything but he's he's brought a lot with him rather than just results on the pitch so i mean do you think you can just go and ask him hey stork mind moving over from the manager job and just do it concentrate on because that would be the perfect scenario in my opinion just you you go back to concentrating on on youth development and grassroots because maybe he's taken too much of an interest in that Maybe that's taking his mind off the actual games that are going ahead because he offers, he's clearly not concentrating on the here and now because he's he's looking to the future too much. If if he was concentrating on getting results, he'd have been still calling up the likes of of probably Leandro at left back because Leandro was better than bench taught, didn't he? I mean, and he's still been all right yeah. this season. Yeah. Uh, and you'd get Gjurovic in there, you would get Nikolic in there, you just do everything you can to win these games, which which you'd think if you were playing football manager, that would be your be all and end all. You want the results now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? I mean, Maybe we should get someone with that on their CV. He's talking about, you talking about me. Well, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: I've never, never managed Hungary on, on um, the uh, football manager, but I've done well with Holodosh. I should show you my oh, results. there you go. I mean,
1: yeah, I think so. I think you should send it to the, uh, to the MLS and see, see what they think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they like me anymore, but uh, yeah, they, I'll, I'll send it to them <laughs> see what they think. Um,
1: yeah, I, I, th- I think you're right, though. I think he definitely um, feels like he's thrown this entire qualification, um, uh, the, the entire round, the entire World Cup, um, in, in, you know, and, and looks too much to the future and is picking these uh, youngsters who will potentially come in and, and be, be good for the team in two, three years' time but maybe he's throwing them in too soon and maybe he's thinking too far into the future. And like you say, I, I don't know, I think uh, we, we definitely need someone who cares. We need to bring in someone who cares about the team and that, that means winning immediate results as well as planning for the future. So if we can find someone to take over the uh, the inter, intermediate games, like the actual here and now games and have, have short planning for the future, maybe that would work, but I don't know if he'd, he'd be up for that. But maybe that's where he should be.
0: Yeah, I mean... He obviously came in with no stock at all. He'd got been sacked as Kazakhstan manager before, and now he's he's kind of his stock has never been higher. So I don't know. Well, about, well, <laughs> well, yeah, true. It's gone back well, that's, down that's again. That's
1: the point. I mean, do you think the I don't I can't imagine the Hungarian fans would appreciate him sticking around. Well, that's the other thing that the MLS has to consider. That actually, if they said you no, know, we're going to back him. Uh, I don't know. I think that wouldn't go down very well. But maybe they don't care. Maybe, maybe that wouldn't be so much of a problem.
0: No, true. But, I mean, where else does he as a person go? I mean, is there going to be... There's not going to be loads of people queuing up for him, is there? I mean, I guess they, people would see his resume and see that he did well in the Euros, but albeit only actually winning one game. You obviously see that he qualified for the Euros, but albeit five or six games. I mean...
1: <laughs> uh, the other thing is, though, I mean, could you have imagined about 10 days ago that we'd be sitting here wanting, wanting him sacked. So I, I think maybe that's something to consider.
0: That, that is true, yeah.
1: It, I, know, I know it's not just the two results that have transpired since that, that, that are making us say this, but, I mean, 10 days ago, we, uh, we thought we believed in his long-term project, and, and I think we had a lot more confidence in him. So I mean, maybe, maybe we should uh, sleep on it a few more days before deciding, because... It wasn't up in the air, even after the Pharaohs game, nobody was really talking about that. So,
0: No, that's, that is true. I mean, maybe he can take a big lesson from this, and hopefully the players can as well, that you can't just head into every game expecting to win. We're not Germany, we can't just stick out our B team and, and beat these sort of teams. We need to play at our best all the time, and maybe he, he's going to take take that and think, oh, maybe I should just need to concentrate on the here and now a bit more. Maybe get the balance a bit more right because the balance is way off at the moment. I mean, we've got a squad full of... Like, Davin Martvart was class against Russia, but I mean, how is he making the squad, really? Like, we should have better players than a guy who's been in MB 2 all season. Bench Tort is the same. He's been in MB 2 all season. We should be having... Or maybe we, we... Do we? Do you think we have the players that... We, we do have the players out there, don't we? I mean, like, Akos Alek is Alek is, is better than... It should. It brings more to the table than than Markvar. But what about someone like Jotir? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like you know, look look at title winning team. Don't look at second division. I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of talent in the Homved squad in the Vosar squad that, that you could pick from. So uh, you know that's uh, it, we probably do have better players.
0: I, I'm sure we do. Um, and. Obviously, even even uh, name Samoslai like on the bench and stuff like that. It's like, I mean... Uh, I, I, I did
1: like what uh, what I said, though, that, that you can't just treat this as like, you know, giving a, giving the uh, an international cap as a gift for a good performance in the year. Like, if he's not up for it, he's not up to it. Whoever he is, if he's 19, if he's 25, if the player is not good enough to play internationally, then it doesn't matter how good a season they've had. Cause you, can, you can have a good season in MB2 and still be nowhere near good enough for a national team uh, appearance
0: yeah it's 100% and I don't think Tua did that badly but I mean to stick him into that sort of game and that sort of environment it, well, I, I guess it will stand him in good stead in, in a few years but he wasn't exactly marvellous and, and maybe we don't have that much better in that position anyway but he's an example um, I'm not trying to pick him out at all because he didn't actually do too badly he wasn't one of our worst players on the pitch and he created a couple of chances. He actually created the chance for Martin Apple, who made that, who had that good effort saved. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just it's it's just a frustrating campaign, and hopefully in the Euros it will get better. But I, I like I said earlier about the world rankings and the whatever you call the points, world ranking points, I think they're called. It's gonna it's probably gonna impact us in the next in the next qualification because we're gonna be, unfortunately, we're probably gonna be fourth in the group. well yeah this
1: was our chance wasn't it being third seeds
0: yeah exactly yeah this is our
1: chance i mean we did get a reasonably tough group but this was our chance to 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 try and and keep that level up for the next campaign so and, and that's the thing if if stork can't see that then then that's a mistake because you have to realize that yes it's great to plan for the future but if the future means that we're going to be ranked sixth or fifth or fourth or whatever in the group um that that's going to hurt our chances more than uh more than than the the youth players that we can get through in the meantime.
0: Yeah, it's such a vicious and system. And the benefits what, you get from that. What is it's yeah, it's such a vicious system once you start getting once you start being low, is if you have a if you part one, you're always gonna get the better the better group, so you're gonna get the better results. I mean yeah, it's just the way that it's kind of weird. It's, it's kind of a good system in a way, but it's also a, a dark system for the teams that are stuck at the bottom. Because like the teams like Andorra and stuff, they're never playing against teams who are of their quality. Well, maybe they are because they they've beating Hungary. But before, they weren't playing against teams of their quality, so they're kind of stuck in sixth seed and stuck in fifth seed, stuck in fourth seed, which Hungary might be for a few years now. Um, how? Where do you think we'll finish? Do you think we'll finish third? Surely is going to happen, isn't it? We've got, we've got a few easy games coming up. We've got Faroe Islands and Latvia at home. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well will we <laughs> is, is anyone
0: even going to go to the games
1: well i i, I was actually considering this because I, I was quite happy that that when i'm back in hungary over the summer i'm going to be able to go to the latvia game i was watching that game on friday and i thought is that what i'm going to be privy to i mean it's, do i really want to go and, and and put myself through that again and then we've got portugal a few days later
0: yeah yeah they should host that one in the nando Hidaguti stadium because i can't imagine there'll be that big of a crowd there
1: yeah yeah just like just yeah exactly just uh, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of disillusionment from the fans. So I think it will. It might be a struggle convincing people to uh, to turn up, which which is not going to do good for the team. I mean, the fans were really angry um, after the Andorra game. Did you see the uh, the the video that somebody posted yeah, from uh,
0: the the shit, from uh... the stands?
1: Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they were chanting for the players to take their shirts off, um, and Stork was... I mean, and you know, fair play to Stork. He actually went over there and wanted to have a word with the, the fans who travelled there to apologise to them. Um, but he said, I mean, the atmosphere was nowhere near... Uh, the, the fans weren't talkative, let's put it that way.
0: The thing is, um, we've not capitalised on the such good feeling that we had after the Euros I mean, that Hungary, Hungarian football was at its peak, the massive crowds that you saw across Budapest during the Euros, and we've just let that completely slip off, where we might not even sell out a home game against well, we probably sell out against Portugal, but with no chance we're going to sell out against Latvia and before,
1: I don't know though. Like, wh- why would we sell out against Portugal if we don't sell out against Latvia? I don't think people are that. I mean, I guess if Ronaldo plays, people are interested just to watch him play.
0: Yeah, but that's what I was thinking.
1: I mean, I mean, they know, they know, they know it's going to be a drubbing. So, at the same time, do you actually want to go?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's so bad that we just not capitalize on that good feeling, and it's just gone back to. That cliche, same old, same old hungry, where everything is just doom and gloom. It's, but yeah. I guess
1: I guess the positive is that, that uh, something like last year's appearance in the Euros could come out of almost nowhere. I mean, there was a little project with Dardai, and, and there was a whole series where you felt like we're improving. And, and obviously the change in the rules, which, which is the only thing that actually helped us qualify, is having more teams there. Mm. Um, so, you know, there is hope that it could happen again um, if we have a good get lucky with a good group have get lucky with a few good results but yeah i mean there should be a long-term plan and it feels like there isn't one that's the other problem
0: um but well stork has got a um there's like a compulsory thing on his his contract i think where he has to qualify for the next euro so uh, that's going to be a big one if um if he's still in charge there because obviously hungary have a have a stadium at the next have some games in Hungary at the next Euros, Euro twenty twenty. Oh yeah, but it's not automatic
1: against. qualification, is it?
0: No, no, no. No one gets automatic oh. qualifications. There's one more team we've got to compete against as well.
1: Wow, yeah, that's uh, that's harsh.
0: Yeah, so we've got um, yeah, so we're gonna have to finish third in that group. I mean, if we, if we got a, oh, it's not gonna happen anymore. But if we got a, blessed, a, a two wins this, enough. Well, I think it would be if we had this group again because. This is such a blessing of a group if this was the Euros because we'd have...
1: Oh, I meant in this group, are we going to finish third? Are two wins going to be enough? Because if we beat Latvia and Faro's at home and lose the other two games, would that be enough to finish third? I'm pretty sure, group?
0: yes, because...
1: Uh, six points is quite a lot, actually. Yeah, against, I mean, we,
0: the two, we're on seven at the moment. are on five. Andorra on four. Latvia are on three. So they're kind of fighting in their mini-league. And we okay. hopefully will just kind of disappear into our own league Not
1: but you're league, right but if this was a if this was a Euro qualifying group we'd still be laughing we'd still be yeah, thinking exactly. that we it could finishes. qualify yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah.
0: yeah yeah so yeah it's a shame but um, anyway I, I think we've been pessimistic for long enough now um, thank you for coming on the show David Aspoff um, we'll hopefully be back soon um, David I imagine for the Europa League qualifiers What do you know when they start uh,
1: I th- I think it's something like the 29th of June. Ooh. That rings a bell. It's definitely the end of the month.
0: How it you? is very early. Yeah. How uh, How do you think Frodo are doing that?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, we've we've made a couple of signings. Um,
0: yeah, that Uruguay, should strengthen they? the
1: team. Uruguayan and then Otigba and Prishkin, which which who I think are probably going to be good signings. So, I mean, it depends what we do with the manager. But right? it looks like Doll sticking around, so we'll we'll see. Um, and uh, you, you think that. We, we can get a team that we can actually beat and get a bit of prize money. Although I don't know if there's much money in the first round.
0: No, no, I can't imagine there is. But I guess, I guess, I guess at this point, it all in the Europa League. It all depends on who you get because you can get some team from Malta, you can get some team from Scotland or something where it's a bit harder. Um, or you can. I'm hoping some from
1: something in the UK, so we can actually go and watch them. That would be quite good.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice, like Barry Town or somewhere like that. Yeah, you know never they
1: know.
0: Have a team. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, David.
1: Yeah, thanks. My pleasure. I mean, it's a shame that this is what we had to discuss.
0: <laughs> such doom and gloom. Um, yeah, thank you for listening as well. Um, hopefully, we'll come back with a bit, a um, bit more positivity next time. On the um, coming up now, we've got a, an interview with Andorran captain and le- uh record appearance maker and record goal scorer Ildefon Lima. Enjoy.
2: Nice,
0: Hi. Hello, hello, Odefon.
2: Hello. hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I know. Today we are very, very happy in these days.
0: Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Um, well, what did you do after the game? How did you celebrate?
2: Now, uh, just yes, we with the other players, we go to, to dinner something together and, and to be together because it was a, a great a great day for us and we we wanted to be together
0: yeah of course did you did you go into the game expecting to get a result because obviously i don't know if you saw hungary's games before but they weren't in form at all and they had a few injuries did you expect or were you confident of a, of a result on friday
2: no, obviously we, we we always try to win the the games. But obviously, as you know, Andorra is a small country, and it's very difficult to to win. But we always try. We always believe that we can do something great, and sometimes happens and happened on on Friday. And we work for that. We work very hard. We fight. We were were our legs or over technical conditions. Doesn't arrive uh, arrive overhead and and that's the secret of, of, of Andorra. Now we are just 35,000 people with passport and you know it's too too very difficult to to win again. But obviously sometimes uh, miracles happen and we work very hard and this this victory arrived and now uh, we we are enjoying this moment.
0: Like you say, you worked really hard, and and obviously in Hungary, I don't know if you know, but there's been a massive fallout after the result, but but I thought you were fantastic, you you closed everything down, you shut down the spaces so fast, you worked really hard as a team, you you put um, everything, there was flying tackles, flying blocks, is that one of your best performances in years?
2: Yeah, hey, sure. Because for for us, Hungary was in the last Euro, and it's, it was a, a big a big team mm. in Europe. And for us, it's our best result, obviously. But at the, the beginning of this qualification, at home, we we are doing very good because we lose with an unlucky goal against Latvia. We we draw against Faroe. We lose just two one against Switzerland, and and we, we we were working very hard at home. But uh, at the moment for us, uh, Honduras uh, it's a young national team, just 21 years playing qualification and for a small country like us is the, the greatest result ever.
0: Yeah, of course. Do you feel that Andorra is going in the right direction? Because you've had the likes of Faroe Islands, like you just mentioned, who who actually qualified for the under seventeen Euros, which is a massive achievement for them. And then they obviously did really well in the last qualification, where they beat Greece twice. Do you take a lot of confidence from that for your team as well?
2: Oh, we we are working very hard. We have a lot of young players. I think that and uh, the game played one. one. One player with 18 years, another another one with 19, another one was 20 years old. We play with very young players and they are working very hard. We have some players with experience like me that I, I try to to help these young boys to grow as as person and a, as a football player. And I think that that's the way. Obviously, for us, for Andorra, the normal the normal results are not these results, but we we are fighting Fighting and working to 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 make these these miracles and and to to be happy to be happy playing football and we work very very hard you know uh, just a lot of just a few of people know how how we hard we work and for us we, we it's, it's, I I have no words to explain our situation but it's a it's a miracle imagine a country like Andorra winning a, a country like Hungary. That have have more than ten millions of of people. It's, it's 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 great. It's it's I think it's the way because because Farrar is is doing very good. Iceland is a very big country in comparison of us, but we we think that we have to fight and and we we would like to to continue doing the same.
0: I, I guess you've heard in the past where people have kind of um, said that. Andorra teams like Andorra teams like San Marino teams like Faroe should go to pre qualification. What do you say to that?
2: No, I say that, that uh, a lot of time people say shit, but it's obviously that uh, we will never win against Germany or against Spain. But sometimes uh, results like uh, the result on Friday happen, at, and we we can change the qualification because for for Hungary will be will be tough and will be hard to to qualify to qualify to to Russia and just people have to know that we we are growing and and in, in future or small countries will fight against big countries a few days ago Mal- Malta win against uh, against Ukraine and sometimes this happens in football and small country I think that that we are doing things uh, uh, good that uh, the right way but obviously if you Go to to the Euro map and you see Andorra. You can you can if you are a, a normal person, you can imagine that we we very difficult for us to to arrive a, a final round of of a Euro or of a, or of a World Cup. But we 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 just fight to to results. And at the moment in this qualification, we we draw against Faroe, we win against Hungary, and obviously it's not a normal thing, but. We try to work and just we just ask for respect because we are we are workers and we we play with the heart and sometimes the heart is better than the million of euros.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen social media, but around the world the reaction to the Andorran win has been massive. Like. Across all of the betting's websites and sports websites and that sort of thing, they've all all said that this massive resort for Andor first in thirteen years. You've obviously played for Andor for over a hundred times now. What's it been like? How how much of a privilege is it to represent your country for that long?
2: Yeah, I, I I started playing with the national team twenty years ago, and for for me, it's my my life. I I my my first game was. When I was seventeen years old and I tried to to play just to help my national team because I was a professional football player and for 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 me, the national team is my life and I'm very proud of my team. I know that it's very difficult to 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 win a game to have a good result, but uh, we we work, 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 and we have no secrets we during during the game. We work for 100 minutes with with we our hair, with our physical condition. We are not pros, but sometimes uh, this happen, and I'm so I'm so happy, and so proud, um, and and I, I I have no words to, to describe my feelings for to my to my national team. I, I know that 13 years are a lot of time, but for a small country like us, uh, this this long time is is it's normal because we are very, very small.
0: Yeah, obviously, it's been 13 years, I think, since your last victory, which was against Macedonia, uh, last competitive victory, which was against Macedonia. How, and you've obviously played since 1997 for the national team. How do you feel like Andorra getting better? Can you see a lot of progress in the in the national team at the moment and in Andorra football in general?
2: Oh Andorra national team and, and football teams uh, are, are trying to, to grow, but it's it's difficult. And now, maybe, it's not the, the best, the best results, because uh, when when we went against, against uh, Macedonia, we, we draw against Macedonia, and we draw against Finland. And it was a period that we won some friendly games, and we have some pro players. But, uh, uh, the results uh, are, are are saying us that, that this, as, as, as I said first, is the the good way, and maybe we have uh, still four games it will be very difficult games because three of them are out, out, are away, and just one at home against Portugal. But we will try to to make more points, and why not to be the the best Andorra national team of the history.
0: Yeah, and and if you look at the table at the moment, you're you're second, uh, you're second to the bottom in fifth, and only a point behind Faro, uh, behind Faro Islands, and only three points behind us as well. So, there's good opportunity for you to get um get a decent standing in the in the end of the season. Obviously, you play for Santa Santa Coloma, and your Champions League games are coming up soon, aren't they? I mean, does De Villa still play for your uh foot uh club side in Andorra, Santa Coloma? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that he was playing for you last. Uh, yeah, last summer in, in the in the Champions League. Your Champions League games are coming soon as well, aren't they?
2: But he's playing still with us.
0: Oh, is he still playing? Is it you and him? At, at yeah, Saturday? he play
2: all the season. He he plays all the season with us, and now I think uh, he will play the 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 qualification with us. Nice. That must be a, a pretty privilege to
0: play alongside such a, and a World Cup winner, actually, isn't he? <laughs>
2: yeah uh, we, it's a privilege for for us to play with a with a football player like Abde Villa because he, he is one one very good player and the most important thing is a very good person he play with us he, he has a of of humility i don't know is if, if the right way he has a, a normal person and he he is very fantastic as a as a person as a football player and he helps a lot and and we 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 learn a lot of a person like like at the Villa it's not like some stars like you see in the that, that are like i don't know like a, a film star is a is a he's an incredible i have no words to describe this this kind of football player that won everything what you can win as, as a football player and and he's playing with some other players and and he's the first to to train, the first to play, and um, I don't I don't I don't know to so say you you have to to watch it. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a privilege for us.
0: So on on Friday, when you, in the last few moments of the game, were you getting nervous? Were you trying to keep your your guys going? Because obviously, I must, you must have been so tired after having put in such a performance.
2: Well, we were very tired, but we was very emotional because uh, it was the last last game for a for a player that that was with us for 15 years Ayala and and was an emotional day for for all all of us it was my my record of caps, and and was very emotional because um, you know 15 years ago uh, the the trainer of the most important team here in Andorra football club Andorra died in in a, in a, in he was training with the bike and he was a, a heart problem and he died and and we have a lot of players that play for football. Andorra were very, very emotional, and was a very, very important day for for, for, for for us. And at the end of the the game, we were just tired as as every as every game that we play because uh, for for Andorra, each game is a is a fight, and we are habituated to to suffer a lot and and to and to work and to run and to do everything what you can imagine to to win and and sometimes to, to don't lose for for a big difference of goals but uh, it was was a great day for us and and uh, it was a it was a a normal day at the office
0: <laughs> <laughs> amazing it's almost like it was uh, written in the stars um obviously you've got four games left in the group now how do you approach those games? Do you, do you set out exactly the same way and, and do you think you can get any more points in the group?
2: Well, we, we will try to, to make more points but obviously three of of these four games are away and it will be difficult for us because we are strong at home and the game that we have to play at home is against Portugal and as you know, Portugal now is very... It's very, it's very hard to to play now as one of the best players of the world. But we will try to to do it. I, I think that we have two chances that will be difficult, but uh, we will go to to Faroe and to Latvia to make points. Obviously, we know who we are and how it's difficult to make points. But uh, why not? We will try again. Fantastic,
0: fantastic! Thanks for coming on and congratulations for Friday as well.
2: Thank you very much. We are so proud and very happy and nothing. If you need something of Andorra, just phone me and I will try to explain to you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to to you, sir. Thank you.
0: Goodbye. Nice to meet you. Bye,
2: Bye, bye.